Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Welcome back to Two Drunk Brothers and in a Podcast. We are back for week two, uh, coming through your airwaves. We told you we'd be back. Uh, we are glad you guys are listening. Uh, fantastic first weekend of the NFL. Um, a good second weekend of college football as well. So uh, we're just going to dive right into it just to thank you guys for listening because like uh, Travis and I said, when we first started this thing, a big stretch goal of ours was to have, you know, a thousand listeners on, on an episode, you know, maybe six months or a year in. We actually had 327 folks listen to our last episode last week. So thank you very much. Continue to share. Continue to listen. Kind of going <clears> off that, um, I am switching from whiskey last week to beer this week, drinking Nick Ultra, trying, trying to watch – the carb load. Uh, Travis, what are you drinking on? I know you're drinking some beer too. Getting a little bit more. Yeah, getting a beer. Trying this new Blue Moon Pacific Apricot Wheat. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, I thought about that, but Blue Moon Variety Pack, it is actually incredible. Like, it, I don't know. It's really good. I'll Try it out. I'll give it a whirl. You know, I like, I like me some wheats, and Blue Moon always makes some pretty fire it's beer. It's not too sweet. It's, it's great. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we're taking a little lighter this week. No more whiskey. Uh, Travis is drinking truly like a bitch uh, (laughs) this week. So, real quick, we just want to go over our gambling picks from last weekend. So, just from here on out, so you guys know, uh, Travis does run the social medias. I'm more of the editing and and, and scripting guy for our episodes every week. So, follow that that Twitter account if you want to, at Two Drunk Brothers, if you want some good gambling advice. Because Travis actually finished the weekend five and two. Five and two, finished big up, big ups on the on, on the money chart. Actually doubled his money over the weekend. So, yeah, props, props to Trav on that going five and two. Um, unfortunately, and the only two that Travis got wrong were the South Carolina game. Uh, we had we had both had those pl- had them plus ten, and they just shit in their hand. Yeah, uh, that was bad. And it wasn't great. Uh, Georgia looks a lot more dominant than than what, than what I originally thought. In Green Bay. With uh, Aaron Rodgers going out, that didn't really – that didn't help us. He, he came back in the second half and took charge, but – I feel like if you would have played the whole game, they'd have covered. Yeah, I feel like if they would have played the whole game, they'd have won a bunch of touchdowns. I mean, the spread was what, four and a half? Seven and a half. Seven oh, and was half. it seven and a half? Yeah. But they would have won by two touchdowns if Aaron Rodgers – Either way, they – yeah, they he dominated when they came – when he came back in, so. Yeah. Uh, Five and two – um, on the other, on the other hand, I went two and six. Now I know what you're saying. You know, throw some trash at me. Um, I did yeah, horrible. Yeah, trash at <laughs> My two wins uh, were obviously, or my two wins off the top of my head. Oh, it was the Rams winning, and it was. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to come come back. Oh, it was uh, it was Stanford. Stanford Rams and Stanford were my two wins. My six losses. I I had some bad beats, and me and Travis talked about this. I had Atlanta plus three. Um, they had a lead until late in the fourth. Had a chance to win the game. It looked very eerily similar to 
the game they played Philly in the playoffs and they lost. Um, so they kind of blew that. Can't KU won their first road game in 46 games. The last time they won a road game was September 12, 2009. I was still a senior in high school. So that's just a bad beat. Um, same thing with Aaron Rodgers. The other ones I picked were bad. Pitt plus nine was bad. South Carolina plus 10 it didn't work. And the under 40 and a half on the Buffalo-Baltimore game on Sunday was just atrocious. Baltimore just – Let's, let's just scratch that. That, that week for Jarrett. If he has another bad week like that, we'll we'll let somebody pick a punishment for him because that was that was atrocious. You deserve a punishment for losing people their money. Yeah, that was a that that's something we'll be kicking around. So I think we might introduce the fact of what you guys put the punishment for someone going that bad. Um, not necessarily lose your week, but if someone finishes two and six like that, or one and one and seven, or even three and five, I feel like that's a that's ground for punishment. Yeah, that'll be a Jarrett punishment, not for me. Awesome. All right, let's head into our first segment of the day, first and 10. First and 10 from the 45-yard line. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to, me and Jared are going to bounce some ideas off of each other, fantasy football-wise, um, whether you should drop them, bench them, keep them, trade them. Uh, we're going to have 10 coming your way. I'll let Jericho first with his first whatever transaction it may be. So um, real quick before I start, I found this little stat. So this is for all you guys out there, really this segment, um, this first and 10 segment, we're going to kind of run down these 10 transactions or kind of moves you can make. Um, if you're sitting at 0-1, here's a good stat for you. It's something maybe you want, maybe yeah. why you want to listen to um, what we're going to suggest is that teams that start out 0-2 in fantasy, only about 10% of those teams end up making the playoffs at the end of the season. Crazy to believe. Crazy. It's crazy. So if you start at 0-2, your season's pretty much down the shitter to begin with. You have a 90% chance of not making the playoffs. So that's why we kind of run this down. Give it. Give some advice for you folks who maybe are sitting at 0-1 and don't want to go to 0-2. With that being said, my first in t- on first and 10, number one for me, um, I think you should pick up Sam Darnold at, at quarterback. If, if you need a quarterback, if your quarterback has a bad matchup this week, you can't afford a loss. Listen, I know the Jets are playing our, our Miami Dolphins, but we both know, Travis, you and I both know Miami does not have a great passing defense. Um, they don't. Their linebackers could use some work, but Sam Darnold. Well, well, two of them are rookies. You have McMillan and Jerome Baker playing playing a linebacker. Um, so you're saying for the year or maybe for this week? Just for this week. This is just for this week. If, you okay. need, if your quarterback is having a bad matchup, let's say they're playing somebody with a good defense and you want some points, I guarantee you Sam Darnold throws at least two touchdowns. This week gets Miami. I'm not saying Miami's going to lose, but um, you know they don't have that great of a passing defense. Is able to get outside the pocket, kind of avoid the pass rush of those Miami edge edge rushers. Um, throw those short completion routes to Quincy Anunua. Um, who are the other receivers over there again? I forget what's on my head. They have uh, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. I don't see Robbie Anderson getting too much. I don't see him going over the top. It's going to be a lot of short stuff. You know, those, those no, they, yeah, they use Robbie against, against Miami, though. It's going to be those short underneath against routes. Miami. It's going to be, it's going short, to be Quincy and Unwa all day. Yeah, those so. short underneath routes. Uh, he's only owned in 8% of ESPN League. So if you need a quarterback, you don't have one stashed on your bench, your quarterback's playing a tough defense, um, I would start Sam D'Arnold, uh, Darnold, or how would I say his name? Um, and that's – saying a lot coming from me because they're playing my own Miami Dolphins this weekend. So that's my, my first uh, pickup you guys, you guys can make. Okay, just pick them up, keep them, stash them. I would say if you're having some running back blues, uh, some Le'Veon Bell blues, and injuries, 
Fournette might not play, whatever the case may be. Go stash Philip Lindsay uh, from the Denver like Broncos. Like that. Maybe even start him. Yeah, I was thinking um, that around too. I like that. But definitely bench Royce Freeman. Did not like him. Started in one of my leagues. Hated his PPR. Dude doesn't catch um, passes. Didn't know that going into it. But Phil Lindsay's going to get all the passes out of the backfield. Any passing down back to formation, he's going to get it. Um, so especially in PPR league, go pick him up. Not necessarily saying start him this week because they play Oakland, but be I would definitely good, be, be a good flex spot. But definitely say pick him up, and if you need him, I would use him. Um, Gurley didn't do anything amazing against Oakland. Um, it's going to be more of a feeling out process with that in Denver. But I do say stash him because I don't know how much they're going to use Royce Freeman. If you need somebody in PPR leagues, go pick up Philip Lindsay. For sure. I like that. I was kicking, kicking around that idea as well. Um, while I'm t- talking about my next pick, why don't you go ahead and look up and see how many, um, see what percentage of ESPN leagues he's actually owned in, if you don't mind. Um, cause I was, um, that's something that I think our, our listeners can kind of, uh, benefit from as well. So that was, that was, he is owned in 2.4% of fantasy leagues. In there, ESPN. You there you go. Um, now by the time you guys are listening to this, you know, waiver wire transactions have happened, but he still might, they still might be available. It doesn't mean you could you, – maybe you could trade a low on my receiver if you're in need of a running back. I don't know. Okay, cool. So that was number two. Going to number three, um, I'm also going to go running back here. Um, somebody can pick up. I'm going to go Javorius Allen out of Baltimore. Um, Baltimore has that three-headed monster at running back, but that three-headed monster this week is looking like it's only going to be a two-headed monster because I don't think Kenneth Dixon is going to play. Um, they play Thursday night against the Bengals. It's a short week, short rest. I don't think they're going to – they're not going to rush Kenneth Dixon back to, um, in, in, you know, further risk uh, injury. He's, Kenneth Dixon is currently projected to score zero points in fantasy this week. So pick up Javorius Allen. Um, really good um, in that flex spot if you need it. He's going to be really, really good in PPR leagues because Alex Collins is the main, you know, ball carrier there. But they're going to put Javorius Allen in on third downs to catch those passes out of the backfield. Um, so really, really, really good PPR leagues. Only owned in about 13% of ESPN leagues. I think he's going to have a pretty good week this week. Did score a touchdown last week, so if you need a running back and maybe a, a flex position, check out Javorius Allen for Baltimore. It's a deep dig. I like it. All right, going to the number four on the first and ten, pick up Quincy Inunua. I don't know how available he will be, especially on the league you're in, but pick this dude up. He had six receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown uh, on ten targets um, versus Detroit. And Detroit actually has good corners and good safeties um, and I don't think this number is going to go away. He obviously is a favorite of, of Darnold if you if you were watching that game. Seems to be an easy um, easy target for him, especially on short slant passes. Regardless – Which is going to kill Miami this week. It's going to kill Miami. It hates me to say it. Um, I got a waiver wire pickup for him in one of my leagues, and it's going to hurt me to start him, but I think he's going to do well. I definitely would go pick him up if you can. He he's he's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to be good moving in the future. It's kind of a feeling out process. It's still week one. He's kind of a low end wide receiver. But uh, even but even if you just need like a receiver for this week, I think him against Miami is, is a nightmare. Yeah, it's a good, it's a it's definitely a good matchup. Um, he's only nine point five percent of fantasy leagues. So yeah, there you go. Boom. Go get him. Awesome. Rolling in number five. I also am going to receiver as well. Um, I'm going to go with kind of an old-school guy here, uh, Brandon Marshall. He plays for Seattle, if you guys didn't know that now. Um, but Seattle actually just lost Doug Baldwin. He's going to be out for a few weeks. Um, he actually came out of the game 
um, this Sunday with uh, the problem with that hamstring. Um, so Doug Baldwin, I expect to see an increased amount of targets for him continue on. Did score a touchdown last week. Um, so Brandon Marshall will we'll get these targets with Doug Baldwin being out. Uh, they play against Chicago on Monday night. I'm not impressed with Chicago. I know everyone's freaking out because they uh, only lost to Green Bay by one point. That's because no. Aaron Rodgers didn't play the whole game. Russell Wilson is very similar to Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers picked that Chicago defense apart. So I think B. Marsh is going to be a great pickup this week. Only owned in 6% of ESPN leagues. Great for that flex spot. I would even throw him in, in, in wide receiver two territory. So yeah, moving off that, we're going to go into mine, which is number six. Um, this is not a pickup. It's more of what you should do with your lineup if you have this person here. As mentioning Chicago, um, bench AR, bench Allen Robinson. I, I don't like him in Chicago. He had seven targets this week. Yeah, you may seem that's a lot, but um, they really can't finish in the red zone. He had, and he's a red zone player. He's a big yep. wide receiver. He's one. He was, they were one for four on the night um, against just pretty much honestly an average Green Bay defense. For sure. Um, like like I said, Mitch Trubisky. Um, he just spreads it out way too much. He sucks. He spreads <laughs> out between his receivers. He didn't really even have that good of a day. They almost won. I don't know how, but I, I don't like Allen Robinson in that offense. Well, I'll tell you how they almost Mitch won is because Aaron Rodgers didn't play half the game. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, like you said, is not accurate. He's got a cannon. He can fire the ball down the field, but he's not accurate. Um, he's, so. he's not. And they, he, I, I was watching. They, he can't finish in the red zone. They targeted Allen Robinson in the red zone. And it just wasn't happening. So I'm benching him in one of my leagues. I suggest if you have him, give him a week off. If he does well, maybe it's it's something going forward. But definitely a bench this week, maybe even a drop or a trade coming in your future. There you go. Let's go ahead and head to number seven now. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of, a, of an odd pickup here. Um, if you need a defense, because I was in that scenario last week where I had Houston's defense in two out of three of my leagues. Really didn't want to start him because they were playing New England, but I didn't want to drop anybody for him. But Defenses can really literally win or lose you matchups sometimes. Um, and if you're sitting at 0-1 and, and you don't want to go to 0-2 and, and your defense has got a nightmare matchup this week, go ahead and pick up the L.A. Chargers because I guarantee you they'll be available in, in your league this week. You want to know why you want to pick them up? Because they're playing Buffalo. They're playing Buffalo yeah. in Buffalo. Uh, granted, you know, Buffalo is, in the wintertime is a tough place to play, but it's early enough in the year. We're still in September where the weather isn't going to play that big of a factor. Pick up the L.A. Chargers for your defense if your defense has a nightmare match this week. Um, easy, you know, eight points guaranteed, I bet. I like it. I like it. Going on to number eight. He's not going to be available on the waiver wires. I guarantee you that. Trade for him. I don't know. Maybe I did. Start Carlos Hyde. Cleveland Browns running back. <clears throat> they have kind of a three-headed monster back there with Duke Johnson and Nick Chubb. But Carlos Hyde – just saw 22 carries this week. Uh, no one's overtime, but still 22 carries is a lot. He's going to be a workhorse. They've shown that they're going to give him the ball. I may be hopping on this bandwagon a little bit too early, but, I mean, the opportunity is there, so I hopped on it. Uh, somebody offered me Carlos Hyde for Royce Freeman, and I drew it up. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take Kinda that. Kind of dumbass. Who did that? Um, Kevin Meesey. So, <laughs> listen to this. Kevin. So I was like, yeah, I'm going I'm to get rid of Royce Freeman. So I got Carl Hyde. I imagine go get him, trade for him. That's, that's my pick for this week. He's going to do, do well. I like that. If you have a player that you're not starting, you don't think you're going to start every day on an everyday basis, every week basis, definitely offer them up for, um, for Carlos Hyde. I like that pick a lot. Rolling in number nine for me. I'm going to tick the clock back again and go with a guy 
um, that I like to call Father Time, Antonio Gates for the LA Chargers. Holy shit. If you're having tight end issues, I say pick up Antonio Gates. Again, they're playing Buffalo this week. That's the big thing. The Ravens hung 47 points on them last week. Um, I can see Antonio Gates easily getting some red zone targets, scoring a touchdown. Um, I know for you Travis Kelsey owners out there, uh, I was not pleased. I own Kelsey in two out of three of my leagues, was not targeted a lot, um, and I'm thinking about what I can do at tight end. I've considered Antonio Gates. You should as well because I think he's going to get um, some good targets. I can see L.A. run up the score against Buffalo and getting some red zone targets, like I said. He is owned in about 26% of ESPN leagues, um, but I would expect that to see that number to drop because he didn't really get to see a lot of action last week. Um, and I would see, expect that number to drop. He should be available in your league. If you have tight end woes, consider picking up Antonio Gates. Father time. The dude's a first ballot Hall of Famer. So what can you say about that? He's definitely, he's definitely been good. He has the opportunity to score a touchdown in the red zone. I like it. Definitely, definitely a stretch. But if you need a tight end, it's a good way to go. You need a tight end for I mean, sure. They're playing, like I said, they're playing Buffalo. That's they're playing Buffalo. I get it. Going into number 10, last one. Dude is owned in 11%, 11.3% of fantasy leagues on ESPN. It's the man, Austin Eckler, out of L.A., the Chargers. Go pick him up, especially in a deeper league in PPR. He will see a lot of action out of that passing game. He only got five touches out of the backfield, but he saw five, five passes, which is enough to get – at least if you're in PPR, five points plus whatever yards he gets, it's worth it. Um, if you're banged up in the in the running back category, they play Buffalo this Sunday. There you go. Again, I was, I was, I was, that's what I was going to say. Again. Many times. Day, they play Buffalo. They play Buffalo this weekend. And I know we, we're pushing this Buffalo thing. It might bite us in the ass, but I'm telling you, I think he'll do decent not only this weekend, but moving forward. I mean, he's behind Melvin Gordon, but he sees those passes out of the backfield. Um, and you know what that means, that he's playing Buffalo. Bad news for the Buffalo Bills. Bad. <laughs> bad news for the Buffalo Bills. Awesome. Um, so that was, our fir- that was our first and ten segment. Uh, a little bit quicker than last week, we kind of just ran through some ten fantasy football transactions or pickups that can help you going into week two. And as long as you're 0-1, don't go to 0-2. All right, that about wraps it up for our first and ten segment. We're going to roll right into our next one, Degenerous Digest. The one you guys all know and love. All right, this might not be something you love if you're following Jared's picks, but if you're on the Travis train, we're gonna we're gonna keep on trucking this week. We're gonna move into our three college football locks of the week or picks of the week, I should say. We got some good games coming up for you guys this week. Some good primetime ones. So our first one, we have number eleven LSU. I'm at number seven Auburn. LSU is a nine point underdog. Nine and a half. It's nine. It moved to nine. Today. Moved to nine. Okay, I checked earlier. So what do I have? So hang on, just moving forward. We record these things on Tuesday nights. They're more than likely to change, but when we record them, they're nine or they're wherever they say. And so, we are, and we bet. Just so you guys know, right after we get off, get off, get done recording our podcast, we go and place money on all on all these bets that we that we give you guys. We're not just like yeah. tossing shit out there. We're actually putting our own money up up for this. Yeah. Um, Penning up some dough. But Jared's going to move into this number 11 at number 7, Auburn. Yeah. All right. So, LSU at Auburn. Um, LSU is now, you said it's plus 9. Um, I'm still going to stick with my pick uh, based on that new information because I had it at 9.5. Anyway, they both have some good wins on the year. You know, Auburn went and beat number 10, uh, number 10, currently number 10, Washington in Atlanta, which is basically a home game for them. LSU went and smacked the shit out of Miami on the road week one. 
just to let you know where their offenses stand, Auburn has the 34th ranked offense. LSU has the 34th ranked defense in the NCAA. Conversely, okay. Auburn is 37th ranked D and LSU 109th ranked O. So LSU has always had offensive woes. They've never been able to produce quarterback. We, we, we know yeah. the shtick at LSU. That's always been their thing. However, I think the LSU has a good enough defense to keep it close. We saw Auburn struggle against Washington in week one against a good, a good defensive team. Um, I'm going to take LSU plus nine all day. We said this kind of moving off last week between these, these two ranked teams and the SEC matchup between South Carolina and Georgia um, that it wouldn't be a blowout. Was, they were going to keep it close, and I know we were wrong. Um, huge, this is a huge SEC West matchup. And nonetheless, I really don't see it being a blowout. We were wrong last week. I don't see it being more than a 10-point game. I'm going to agree with Jared. I'll pick LSU plus nine um, for now. I think they can I think they can hold in there. I don't think it's going to be that big of a blowout. If I'm wrong this time, then Auburn really will show me their stuff. Basically, another thing is this game's really huge because, like you said, it's a huge SEC West matchup. Big SEC. I think the, the winner ends up – the winner can potentially challenge Alabama for the West championship. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's an early SEC West matchup, so it has a lot of implications moving forward. Wow. So I think they'll give each other a good run. If it was at LSU, I would say I would say 100% bet on LSU, but it's not. I don't so. think the line would be plus nine after LSU. I don't also, think so. the game is at 2:30 Central Time on CBS. If you want to check it out? Yep, it should be a good one. Moving on, I got we have number four um, Ohio State, the Ohio State University at number 15 TCU. Uh, TCU is plus 13 and a half. It's also important to note that this is in Jerry World. It's, it's, it's at, in it's at, Jerry World. Yep. So it's, uh, it's pretty much a home game for TCU. I really don't see TCU's uh, uh, RPO run pass option given to <laughs> Ohio State. We've been, seeing, we've been hearing that term a lot lately. Uh, it's been pissing me and Jared off, but that's really what they run with Sean Robinson. He's kind of like a Cam Newton style quarterback. They've looked explosive, um, and I don't want to bet against them, Ohio State state that is they've had 129 points in two games they're going to find a way to stop that rpo and sean robinson and i think they win by two touchdowns it's a lot but i know they can do it ohio state has looked like they've been damn explosive lately tcu is always overrated give me ohio state minus 13 and a half so it actually moved to 13 and a half then yep awesome cool so i added that minus 13 when i was when i was doing all this stuff but now i know it's 13 and a half i'm still going to roll with my pick um, kind of like Travis said, you know, both of these teams in the first two weeks of the season have come out scoring at will. Um, OSU's actually outscored their opponents by 95. TC's outscored their opponents by 88 so far in the first two weeks of the season. However, if you paid attention last week, TCU got off to a very, very slow start at Southern Methodist. Very slow start. They were actually losing at one point. Um, you can't, yeah, you can't do that against Ohio State. They'll just, they're going to come out guns a-blazing right, right out of the gate. Um, their defensive and offensive rankings, I'm not going to go over those because I don't think it's very important. Um, TCU does have a pretty good defense, ranked 10th in the NCAA currently. They haven't played anybody. Toughest matchup was SMU. Um, I think Ohio State is a potential playoff candidate um, out of the Big Ten. Uh, I have them at minus 13 and a half. I think that as well. Um, yeah. I think they win by maybe even three scores because they've just kicked everyone's ass they played this year. Yeah, I mean, we bet against them week one. <clears throat> Never, I won't do it again. I'll do it again. Nope. Nope. I won't do it again. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Ohio State even if it kicks us in the ass. Yep. Um, going on to our last college football game, number ten Washington at Utah. Unranked it's a trap Utah. game. Trap game for Washington. Bad. Um. Yeah, it really is because the spread is seven. 
Utah plus seven, Washington minus seven. It's definitely a trap game. You know why? Because Utah beat Northern Illinois 17 to six. 17 to fucking six. And I'm pretty sure they had defensive touchdown to do so late in the game. Don't get me wrong. Washington looked bad against Auburn. They didn't come out looking strong by any means. But, I mean, they at least showed up last week. They put up 45 points. I think they let up three. For Utah to beat NIU 17 to six, I really don't see a problem. It was on the road. It was on the road, though. So. Yeah, still, even then, I don't see it being a problem for Washington to win by seven. Um, Jake Browning's had a pretty rough start to the season, yep. and he was supposed to be, I'm pretty sure, a Heisman candidate last year or the year before. He's going to find a stride, and I think they'll cover. I don't see him having a problem with it. All right. Well, here's our first disagreement then. Oh, um, hey. Yeah. I, I think it's a trap game, man. Utah is always a tough place to play in that Pac-12 uh, conference. If Utah can beat Washington, you know, really they kind of put themselves up um, in, the, in the upper echelon of, of that Pac-12, with that, which I think is a very wide-open um, uh, conference this year. You know, and if you do good enough, run the table, you, you can go to the playoffs. not saying Utah's a playoff team, but, um, you know, they, them only beating NIU 17-6 on the road is, is concerning to me. But here is, here's a big thing. Utah has the fourth-best defense in the NCAA currently. You just said Jake Browning's had issues. Against yeah, but who have they played? They played NIU and some nobody. So, That's fine, but but you know that if you have a good defense, you know even if you play nobodies, you know you're still going to up some points. I am not saying Utah's going to win by any by any measure. I don't think they win the game. If they cover that that seven spread. I can see it being a fair. I mean, that seven spreads. It's kind of hard to cover. It it may end up being a push even. And that's with Eric, and that, with me. Yeah, I don't know. And that that was my thing. Even even if Washington wins by touchdown. I get I get my push out of it. Uh, I just think it's going to be really a really low scoring game. Um, I would even hammer the under on that maybe. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be a toss up. That's going to be something crazy. Yeah. So that's our first disagreement. Um, I'm going with Utah plus seven. All right. If you look at our track records, you might want to you might want to go with the old Travis instinct. Suck my dick. But um that's all we have for college football so we're going to move on to the sunday game so the only nfl well not not sunday so i think going forward oh, every week true. every week in the nfl we're going to do the three primetime games thursday sunday and monday night um, all right just because everyone can kind of watch those games yeah it's the uh it's the games that everyone will get in their respective markets so thursday night <laughs> football we have baltimore at cincinnati baltimore minus one essentially a pick what? Yeah. Baltimore minus one after they straight up lay their dicks on Buffalo and say, "Call but, me daddy." <laughs> they get a they get a uh, minus yeah, big daddy. They get a minus one spread when Cincinnati had trouble with Indianapolis. But but the Andrew Luck's back. Yeah. Still, they still had trouble with them. Yeah. And to be honest, I saw this matchup last week, and I thought that Baltimore was going to open up as a six and a half point favorite. I really don't think it'll be much of a competition for Baltimore's defense. Um, they have big red fire into one receiver and yep. Joe Mixon, who is decent. I think, no, I think Mr. Mr. Crutches, Tyler Eifert too. Can't forget about him. Yeah. Tyler Eifert is, was a half a season and done. So I'm saying Mr. Crutches, he's always on crutches. <laughs> yeah. He's Derek Rose of football. <laughs> um, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Yeah, I don't see it. There's no more to say. Um, I would literally bet $100 Buffalo Ooh. covers minus one. Woo! I, I'm not even kidding. I get we get paid on Friday. I might put. You, mean, you, mean Baltimore. you said Baltimore minus one. You said Buffalo. That's right. Yeah. That's no, I agree. Hundred uh, percent. Baltimore minus one. You like you said, it's essentially a pick 'em because um, I mean, unless it's it's a, it's a fucking uh, Cleveland Browns Pittsburgh Steelers scenario where they tie, which I don't see that happening. Um, I see Baltimore winning. They have the better defense, like you said. They have Andy Dalton throwing to very limited weapons there. I don't think Joe Mixon. The woman beater is a is a very good offensive weapon. Everyone else is, is kind of you know all over him. I'm not. Um, Baltimore has way more weapons than the Bengals, especially at running back. And you know they built up a lot of the confidence. Anytime you beat a team 47 to three, that's a lot. That's 47 to three, that's so much confidence going forward. Um, you're just kind of swing, swinging a big dick. Uh, Baltimore minus one all day, I think. So I might yeah. throw all my money on Baltimore. Honestly, at this rate, I'm I'm very confident. At lock it in. Yeah. Lock it in. All right, moving on to Sunday night. Uh, we got the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Travis, we checked last. I had Dallas had a minus three spread. Are they still there? Yep. It is minus three Dallas. So Dallas minus three. This is a, yeah. I think I think I think this is an easy game. I think honestly, this is an easy pick. I have Dallas minus three all day. Uh, the Giants looked absolutely awful against Jacksonville. Minus that big Saquon run that you said that I think was an anomaly. I think it's going to happen every week. And the, honestly, the Dallas defense looked, looked good enough and looked pretty good against Cam Newton. Um, that game was a snoozer. Uh, I, I think Cam Newton – To be fair, game. though, Cam, uh, the Panthers have been, have been kind of riding a touchdown. Okay, but you're gonna, are you going to sit here and tell me that the Giants' offense is better than the Panthers' offense? I'm not. And I'm, I'm not. I'll, you'll, you'll hear mine in a second. I'll let you Okay. Finish. All right, yeah. So, But I expect the Dallas offense to show up a lot more against the Giants' defense than it did against the, um, the, the Panthers' defense. I think Zeke. I think Zeke has a big day um, and runs all over the Giants and kind of shows Saquon who's who's boss of the NFC East. Um, give me Dallas minus three to win by two scores. So this, yeah, I this is a finger for me. Honestly, is one of my this is my toughest NFL matchup we picked for the week. Going off of that, however, me and Jared have the exact same opinion. Looking into it, they both had low scoring games last week. It's just going to come out to who whose offense bounces back, and I think it's going to be Dallas. And really that New York couldn't capitalize and secure a W against 
uh, TJ Yeldon last week. They're going to be going up against Zeke, one of the better running backs in the league. He's going to have a field day. Cowboys are going to get back on their stride. Here we go. NFC East. Here's where they make their run. Um, they're going to get back on their stride to be my division winner. Dallas minus three, no problem. It may be closer than what you think, but I think they'll cover it. So cool. We both have the same opinion on that. Moving forward to the Monday night game, which is this last week was a pretty big, uh, pretty big score fest. Both of them actually. Seattle at Chicago. Snoozer though. Chicago minus three and a half. Another one that I was thinking, what the hell? Yeah, I, I saw this and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is Chicago the favorite here? Like, Chicago, I mean, I get it. I get it's at Soldier Field in Chicago. Yeah, dude. Like, and Seattle lost. I mean, Seattle lost to Denver, but sh- come on. There's I think Denver's no gonna be a lot better. I think Denver's gonna be a lot better this year than people think. They are. Case Keenum actually did really well last year. To to put Seattle as an underdog against fucking Chicago, there's no chance. Nope. Chicago has the game they did in the first half against Green Bay. There's no chance. No. They really showed their true colors in the second half. If, if you, if you and, that's, and, and, and so I'm guessing you picked Seattle plus three and a half, right? I picked Seattle plus three and a half. They had a tough loss against Denver. Um, I don't think they're going to have that that struggle again. No. Nope. Uh, I think they win. Book it down. Monday night upset. Seattle. I would even go as far as putting money line on Seattle. They're going to win. Not only are they going to cover three and a half, they're going to win. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Uh, if you can buy some points here, I would even probably push us to four and a half or five because um, I think Seattle's going to win. Uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, you, Russell Wilson has the exact same skill set as Aaron Rodgers, has the ability to scramble out of the pocket, You know, has a big arm, um, can, can hit some weapons downfield. Doug Bollum being out is going to hurt Seattle a little bit, I think. But it's Chicago, man. Like I think the, there was a way an overreaction after that first half on the Sunday night game with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, it was a big overreaction. Khalil Mack is not going to have that much of an impact. Um, give me Seattle plus three and a half all day. So. Khalil Mack, okay, let's, let's let's dive into this for just a quick second. I know we're in a hurry. Fucking Deshaun Kaiser said, here you go, and he tossed it to him. Yeah. To Khalil Mack on that pick six. Yeah. Um, you see that Deshaun yeah, Kaiser that- think Deshaun Kaiser thanked Aaron Rodgers for his first NFL win. Oh my God! Yeah. You got blue forms. What he did? I know. Um, Khalil Mack has a presence, but Deshaun Kaiser, literally the worst quarterback. I mean, the Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack is is probably the best pass rusher in, in the NFL at linebacker. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying that against Russell Wilson, he's a hell of a lot better than Deshaun Kaiser. You see what kind of impact Khalil Mack had when Aaron Rodgers came back in? Damn near nothing. Yeah, um, for sure. Hammer. Hammer yeah. Seattle three and a half. I would, I would, if you get like Jared said, if you could buy some horns, buy Seattle minus three. I think they win. You'd get like plus five hundred on that. Yeah. Make your money back big time. So really, out of our first six picks, the only one we disagree on is the Washington and Utah game, which is kind of different than last week. Last week we we disagreed on a couple different ones. Yeah. Um. So it might be bad news for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh fuck off. Um, Moving into our locks of the week. Locks of the week. Locks of the week. What's uh, your week? college football lock, Jared? Man, so I was kicking this around, and uh, I have – and you know this. We kind of made this a rule, um, you know, way back when um, to never bet – You did not. You didn't do it. On your alma mater. Dude, but, we picked the same thing? No shit. You picked Mizzou minus 7.5? Mizzou minus 7.5 at Purdue. We picked the same shit. I better change this shit or I'm going to lose. No, man. Purdue. So Purdue came into, came into Furrow Field last year and just laid that big dick down on, on Mizzou. We're at that game. 
Uh, not at that game, but I was up. We were. I was up there for that game. It was there. Thirty-five to three. I don't see that happening again. Those boys are going to be tuned up going in to Purdue's home field. Purdue's zero two. That's Eastern Michigan last week, um, which is basically an FCS team essentially. The only the only thing that gets me is is the half. That's seven. I don't know. There's something about that half that scares me. But that's my lock, too. I think that if Mizzou rolls, if Derek Dooley pulls his head out of his fucking ass and calls some aggressive play calls. I think – so I, here, here's my theory on that. I think they've been a little conservative on these first two games on, on purpose. I feel like just to get Drew Lock. I get up. it. Yeah. I get it. I really do. But if we could jump out to an early lead, which I know we can, Mizzou will have an easy at covering the seven and a half or Mizzou fans – we never bet on our team. This is this is the game we feel confident enough. Do it. So to be fair, I'm gonna throw this out there too, since we had the same one. Um, another one I had written down that I was gonna pick was Colorado State plus twenty and a half at Florida. Colorado State plus twenty and a half at Florida. They just lost that, Kentucky last week. That's that's really surprising that the line's that high on Colorado yeah. State. That I, I I had that one written down, but I decided to go with Mizzou because I'm a little more confident of that one. I can see Florida either having a a down week coming off that Kentucky loss, first time losing in, like, what, like 32 years? Um, yeah. Or I can see them coming out and being super pissed off and just running up the score and beating them by 40. So that's why I, I kind of lean more towards the Mizzou line than I did that line. But I had to Going off of that, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys my alternate line, too. I don't want to throw too much at you. But just since we have the same one, we'll both get some separate, some separate opinions in here so I can show Jared up one more time. I'm not going um, to bet on Colorado State. I'm betting on no, not bet on it, but I just want to show – yeah. <clears throat> Miami is at Toledo. Uh, spreads 10 and a half. I saw it one too. 10 and a half. Yeah. Miami minus 10 and a half all day. Miami minus 30 probably is what it's going to end up being. Yeah. So anyway, those are our two alternate ones, but we're sticking with, I guess it's crazy. We had the same exact lock. Uh, Mizzou minus seven and a half at Purdue. Lock it in. That's my lock of the week. Going on to my NFL lock of the week. Not going to surprise me if we have the same lock for this one. Do you have the Chargers minus seven and a half? Yep. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. This is guys, ridiculous. I, guys, I swear, guys, I swear to God, we're in two, two separate locations. We did, we do all of our show prep by ourselves, but I had the Chargers minus seven and a half at Buffalo. I know we've been talking about how shitty that Buffalo matchup's going to be for but Buffalo. Seven and a half to a team that actually competed against the Chiefs. Somehow. Yeah, and to a team that lost by 40 fucking points, 40 fucking points to the Ravens, who usually have a stagnant offense, and the Chargers usually have a good offense. Dude, hammer minus Chargers minus seven. So simply both, literally, that's crazy. I I I get having the same NFL picks, same NFL pick is not that not that crazy because there's not that many games. But to have the same college pick, um, I'll go ahead and give you my separate um, NFL pick, and I'm gonna go Homer again. Dolphins at Jets. Plus it was a plus. Dolphins three. plus three. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much – that's essentially a pick unless it's a super close game, which I think it's going to be close. But I, I, say the Dolph, I say the Dolphins can pull this one out. Sam Darnold, so everyone's ra- rooting and raving about him, sucking his wiener. He had 197 yards and two touchdowns. Or 198. I, no, to be fair, I'm not going to shit on my quarterback pick because I think he'd be, he will throw a couple touchdowns. No, Miami's going to score points. My, Matt, Ryan Tannehill's not going to throw fucking five picks like Matt Stafford. Right. Literally travel- Those are both our locks. Don't take the other ones as betting lines. Those are just alternate ones. Our locks are the ones we picked. Yep. So we literally had this. We literally rolling in the weekend, looking pretty fucking similar. Besides that, Washington. One game. Washington at Utah pick. I can't believe we picked the same locks. That's, that's wild. 
That's nuts. We will, um, and we can't, we can't collaborate on them just for that reason. So, um, so kind of, so guys, if you ever want to kind of, you know, dabble in the gambling game yourself, if you've never done it before, um, hit us up on Twitter, send us a DM. Um, I have a Bavada account um, and I can send you a code. And I think it, when you use the code to sign up, you get a referral bonus. You know what the bonus is off the top of your head? I can't remember what it is. I think it's, I, mean, I think it's like 50% bonus, but it's so, like rollover. So, so they, they, they match whatever you deposit up to 50%. I think um, when you do that, we also get some, get some cash in our pocket as well. So if you want to bet, you want to gamble, hit us up, shoot us a DM on Twitter at the number two drunk brothers. And we can get you that Bovada code and sign up. And with uh, that being said, we're going to roll <laughs> into our last segment of the day. Um, we actually doing a little something. <laughs> We're actually doing something a little different now. We, yeah. we, we, did a, we did a trending topic segment last week. Now we're going to do a Q&A. We actually shot out a tweet this afternoon. We got asking, some. Asking our Twitter followers to send us some questions. It could be literally anything sports-related. And we're going to – I think we're going to continue to roll with this every Tuesday. Yeah, I like it. A tweet. I really like it. Hopefully, hopefully we get some more variety uh, with people. And it's not the same people asking questions every week. We got some – we got three – Three people, four questions this week. First one comes from Jack Nations, coworker of ours, great coworker. Here we go. Super, super natic, or super fan over here. Um, his question: Whose career going forward is more likely to be an overall disappointment, Cam Newton or Matt Stafford? So we can kind of bounce some ideas off back here. Uh, I think that Cam Newton had a lot of hype coming out of college. I don't know. I don't think Matt Stafford had that much. He's more of a role player. So I mean, Cam Newton way better. They're, they were both. They were both the number one overall picks. How old's Matt Stafford? This is his tenth year in the league. Holy shit! That's why he's that. Yeah, you're you're showing your age again. Second, show my age. I was thirteen when he got picked overall. Second weekend. Second weekend row. You showing your age. He was. He came out of Georgia. I mean, they're both from. SEC. I know he went to Georgia, but damn. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I'm going to tell you, so you think, when it's all said and done, you think Cam Newton's career is going to be viewed as more of a disappointment? I don't know. I just feel like Cam Newton was known as more of like a playmaker than Matt Stafford. I get they're both number one picks. Uh, Matt Stafford does his job. Cam Newton can be more of a letdown. I get Matt Stafford just came off a terrible week. It's a terrible job for me to be backing up Matt Stafford. But Cam Newton's just like, oh, it's this guy who steals laptops and wants to uh, – go and make himself a career. But he, he got over it, and I think he's still just going to be overrated. Yeah, uh, I 100% disagree. First of all, um, you know, Jack Nations asked us that, that question on Twitter. Go ahead and shoot him a follow. Yeah, at, Jack, at, what the hell? At, at Jack Nations. Um, I am going to disagree with you 100%. Matt Stafford is going to have the more disappointing career, which all said and done. I mean, can, uh, we, can we agree that they're both not going to have a good career? I mean, Cam Newton's had three Pro Bowls, named first-team All-Pro in 2015, won the MVP in 2015 as well, went to the Super Bowl, was literally a game away from being a Super Bowl champion. You know, Matt, yeah, shh, shh. You, know, you know what Matt Stafford's record is in the playoffs? Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Maria. 
And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Not good. I know. I was, I follow Lions. All 0 and 3. That's what it is. So the dude's never won a playoff game, never been to Super Bowl. One Pro Bowl selection in 2014. He did win the offensive MVP in 2014. Cam Newton won the overall league MVP. That reason why he won the offensive MVP in 2014 was because of Megatron. It was because can of Calvin. Can, can we throw something Calvin. in there? Yeah. Let's throw this in the mix. Matt Favre's in the hardest fucking division in football. Now. He's had to be- it's been tough for a while. So is the, so is the NFC South. The, yeah. State, the Falcons. The Bucks were good. But they've always been known for having shitty defenses. Not always. The Saints had the Saints had fucking Bounty Gate, man. They yeah, Bounty. I don't know. No, not, right, not Matt, Stafford, Matt Stafford's a flop, man. He he's he's Jay Cutler 2.0. No, no, Jay, no. Not Jay, necessarily. Jay Cutler would have watched that game last night and been proud. Jay Cutler's like, that's my boy. That's Jay Cutler 2.0 right there. Hey, Stephen A. Smith, quit yelling at me. Not necessarily an overall disappointment in career, just an overall disappointment. Like I'm saying, your team drafts Matt Stafford. You know what you're going to get. Your team drafts Cam Newton. You think you're so much – I don't know. I just feel like – I get it. I get it. Cam Newton. Way overhyped. Yeah. Way can you say that, though, because they're both the number one overall pick? You, you say that. I mean, obviously Matt Stafford's not a number one overall pick going back and look at it. Cam Newton, I don't even think he is. Let's look at that draft. Yeah. Let's look at that draft. I'm going to I'm gonna look at it real quick. I don't, I don't even care. We, we wanted to keep this podcast under 30 minutes, but now you got me all heated up. Yeah, Jack Nations, this is this is your fault. Yeah. Causing some brotherly feud here. So NFL, NFL, NFL draft, 2009, when Matt Stafford got drafted number one overall. You want to hear the picks after him? Of course, of course, the Rams fucked it up. They picked Jason Smith, a tackle out of Baylor. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, Tyson Jackson. The Chiefs fucked one up, too. Tyson Jackson, a DN out of LSU. Aaron Curry. Then Mark Sanchez was number five overall by the Jets. Andre Smith. Darius fucking Hayward Bay was number seven overall. Eugene Monroe. You want to know the, the, 10. The, the next pick uh, after that, Green Bay Packers at nine. They got B.J. Raji. That was a good one. Um, and then the, the 49ers got Michael Crabtree. You know so the, the best the best player out of that draft is Matt Stafford. No, listen to this. Listen to this. Here's they have like they have asterisks and stuff of people. Brian Arakpo was picked in that draft. Malcolm Jenkins was picked in the first round at 14. Brian Cushing, Jeremy Macklin was picked at 19. Alex Mack, Percy Harvin, Vontae Davis, Clay Matthews. Uh, those are just some of the names that I picked in the first okay, round. Okay, but you're not gonna pick Clay Matthews at number one. No, you're right. But I get what you're saying. Like there wasn't enough. There wasn't like. Detroit obviously needed a quarterback, and they want like it was either between Matt Stafford or Mark Mark Sanchez, and they clearly, clearly made the better choice. They made but the better overall, choice. I feel like Matt Stafford's a more more disappointment because he's had weapons around him to be good. Cam Newton really hasn't had weapons around him. If Cam Newton had Megatron, Cam Newton would have won the Super Bowl. So they started off Matt Stafford's own one. Cam Newton's one and zero this year, correct? Yes. Matt Stafford and the Lions. He will take them to a better record than the Panthers this year. Mm-hmm. Count on it. I'm I'm on the Matt Stafford. I'm on the Matt yeah. Stafford. Man. But we're not talking about this season. Uh, so you say Cam Newton's bigger tournament. I say Matt Stafford. Agree to disagree. 
let's yep. roll on to the next question. Next question. Um, next question comes from Ethan Short. Twitter handle at real e underscore short. You'll get him a follow. Whatever. Our old um, roommate. Our old roommate. Our old roommate. Good friend Ethan Short. He had a good question. Um, which team under or which teams underperformed in week one and why? Or flip flop? Who overperformed? I will give you my underperformed team. Jared can probably elaborate on overperformed, whichever one. Um, my I, under- did, I did. I did both. I did both. I did both as well. I got. Okay. I have them both. I'll give so you go, my under- go, go ahead and do underperforming first, and I'll do my underperforming first. My underperformed is the Falcons. Um, okay. I like they, that. Yeah, I, I thought it would be a closer game. I actually was looking at the Eagles earlier in the week, as my pick was, but I thought the Falcons were going to give them a run for their money, even beat them. They just looked flat. I'm, I have Matt Ryan in one of my fantasy leagues. Ever, ever since Steve Sarkeesian took over that offense, they haven't been great. Um, they t- he took over last year. Yeah, and I've, I've, there's a, a lot of facts coming out about him and Julio Jones about them just not being able to hook up in the red zone, in the end zone. It's been a real big disappointment. Um, I think they underperformed, though. They're going to come back, obviously, and, and do well. But they're my underperformed team for the week. Um, I'm going to go off of that, and I'm going to go off of a game that happened last night. I'm going to go with the Lions. Um, simply for the fact that you can't have the fucking New York Jets stealing your signs and calls and knowing what you're going to – they so basically um, some of the New York Jets linebackers came out and said, hey, every time Matt Stafford checked out of something at the line or tried to call an audible, we knew all of, all of his phrases, all of his words, all of his calls. We knew his hand signals. So they, they basically knew what he was doing every, t- every single time he came to the line, and that's probably why they picked him off five times. Matt Patricia is looking like a dumpster fire of a hire by uh, the Detroit Lions head coach. I was reading a story earlier. Currently he lost control of the locker room. Um, he made players run when they, when they do mistakes at practice, which is very un- unheard of in the NFL. Um, so people don't like him. He's lost control, control of the locker room. Um, but just from week one, he's playing the fucking Jets, man. They had the youngest starting quarterback in like 30-some-odd years, almost 40 years in the NFL, and you let them just steamroll you. Can't happen. Lions are the underperforming team for me this week. My overperformed team. Here you go. Ethan will answer both of them for you. My overperformed team. I think me and Jared probably have the same one here. It's the goddamn Jets. Yeah, that wasn't mine. I, I I didn't pick that because I knew you would. But yeah, the goddamn Jets were the Jets. Were definitely up there. I mean, there. I I don't really even know if I have more than two sentences to say about this. Jets probably haven't scored more than forty-seven points in a game in like fifteen years. Yeah. Well, I I read it. I heard something today. Um, they had their first defensive touchdown in five years last night. They're not going to be good. Don't let them fool you. I promise. I think They're the Lions are going to be worse than what we originally thought. They will I don't be think that. I'm just thinking. No, they'll be the worst team in the NFC North. The, the Bears will finish out of them. No, they'll beat the Bears. We'll see. So my overperforming team of the week um, is another one that kind of shocked you. I picked them. I thought they were going to be the worst team in the NFC. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, with Ryan, with Ryan Fitzpatrick coming <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick coming out and just tossing some fucking dimes really all over the place and put up 48, put up, put up 48 points on the Saints defense that was supposed to be fairly good. I, that's my overperformer of the week. I mean, I had them as the worst team in the NFC, maybe win like two or three games. And honestly, man, like if, if the Bucs rattle off, you know, if they're 2-2 two and two when Winston's come back from suspension – I think I think you roll you roll with Fitzpatrick. Roll the hot hand. I don't know. I think they at least have to be three and one. No, um, no, no. Two and two, because Winston can do that. I had him. I had him at zero and four when, with Winston. That's what you had. They're they're, anyway, I mean, I think I think we can both agree 
that the Bucks were overperformed as well. Yeah, I say that, but I mean, dude, yeah, I don't know. Brian Fitzpatrick was tossing, tossing dimes. Yeah, he looked, he, he looked nice. Yeah. Going into our last Q&A, uh, we have Cyrus Miller at Cyrus Z Virus on Twitter. Good friend from Columbia, Missouri, giving us some. My former roommate from Columbia giving us a couple of good questions. First one kind of resonates with us. Yeah. Uh, might, yeah. Not, might not resonate with a lot of you, um, but how should he or you, we, cope as Mizzou fans if they lose again to a scrub Big Ten team in Purdue this weekend? Uh, you don't cope with it. You just say, fuck it, and I'm not watching. I'm, my, all my hopes are down the drain this year yep. if we lose. Yep, I, I, I agree. You don't cope with it. Um, if, but if it does happen, you just kind of chalk it up to, you know, Mizzou being Mizzou. Mizzou always. Exactly. I mean, I mean I I'm, not, I'm not putting it past them to lose this game. No. But, we got counter-backed um, by him. Again, again like, like we talked about in our lock of the week, we don't see it happening. Um, so if, if it does happen, there's no really coping. Just chalk it up to Mizzou being Mizzou and just kind of accept your fate. Accept, accept your fate. Exactly. You look for post-Drew post Lock era. You scratch it up that we're not making the SEC championship this year, and you just kind of hope for the best after that. Yep. That's, that's how you answer your first question. He had two. He's the only one with two questions. Um, this one's really good. Who is currently making your college football playoffs this year? Really, really to tell. What do you got? Let's just go with – let's go seed by seed. What do you got one seed? Alabama. Easy. Um, yeah, Bama once he – as much as it pains me to say, I hate Tua, I hate that they're succeeding, but Bama's going to be the one seed. They always do. I mean, it'd be Stick. dumb for you not to pick Bama as a one seed. It would be. Um, two seed. I have Ohio State out of the Big Ten. Stanford. I like that one. I kicked that, I kicked that idea around. Stanford I don't have – Showing out. Yeah, I, I like that too. Um, at three, I have Clemson of the ACC. I didn't want to pick them. Now, now stop before you freak out on me. But if you go look at Clemson's schedule, it's fucking cupcake the rest of the way. Which is stupid because yeah. it always is. Yeah, I don't see them losing any games. Like, the ACC is not that great this year. Um, so I see Clemson in that three seed. Yeah. I didn't pick them just because I hate Clemson. Um, I think that they'll they'll fall apart like they usually do, whether it be in the playoff or not. They usually do. They've been great the past two years. Three. I know, but they can't win. doesn't matter. They'll still get in. If they have an easy schedule, they'll still get in. I get that they'll get in. I don't think this year – my three seed, I have Mississippi State. Nick Fitzgerald coming off that that uh, injury, they've looked damn good. Yeah, they played Kansas State, bro. Pump the brakes. They've looked good. Uh, uh, at a three, you can't have an SEC team at a one and a three. That's just unrealistic. Okay, well, necessarily, this is just my order. Might not happen that way, but I think they'll get in. Okay, I like that. Uh, my four seed. I also have another SEC, SEC team, but I think it's Auburn. Um, <clears throat> I think. I think so. Auburn will lose Alabama and Iron Bowl. Mississippi State and Auburn both have to play Alabama because they're both in the SEC West. I think Auburn will lose the Bama and the Iron Bowl last week of the year. Um, they won't go to the SEC championship game. Obviously, Bama will go. And some for some reason, the committee something fucking crazy always happens with that championship week. Um, and Auburn will just be sitting right on the cusp and ready to sneak in, just like Georgia did last year. Um, so I have Auburn at four. I have two SEC teams. No Pac-12. No Big 12. Um, yeah, none of that shit. Three or four could potentially flip-flop. Um, Bama, Stanford, Mississippi State, Ohio State, same as Jarrett. They're explosive. I mean, I, I mean I'm not an Ohio State fan, but they're they're Urban always Meyer, there. Urban Meyer's a piece of shit, but you know, he, he is. But I mean he has, he has good players. Yeah, he has two good. of the four same. Um, yeah. 
I, I think I think you should really go back and look at Clemson's schedule, man. It's it's so easy. I sure. know, but I just I don't know. I'm, I'm, the only I'm game, the only game they could, box. the only game they could potentially drop um, would be you know at they play at Florida State, but Florida State's a shit a shit storm, and at the end of the year they play at South Carolina. But South Carolina didn't look great last weekend either, so. We'll see. We had a lot of the same same picks this week. Got some telepathy going on episode two of our podcast. Um, but, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up. That wraps up all of our topics this week. We will be doing this again next week. Um, hope to see you guys. Watch this. Listen. Um, subscribe. Yeah, keep, keep, follow. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. Su- subscribe to our, to our, to our SoundCloud, um, Two Drunk Brothers in the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the number two Drunk Brothers. Um, interact with us on social media. Like I said, Travis is always tweeting out those those fire. I love to I love to see people tweeting back at me. If you think that my line's wrong, if you don't agree with me, tweet at me because my ass is is doing good right now. So yeah, call us out. Yeah. Travis on fire. Um, you know, keep keep engaged with us on social media. We really we really like that that Q and A session. Um, so give us a follow, retweet. You know, kind of get the exposure out there. Like I said, we had um, you know 327 listens on our on our last. Uh, podcast episode which is more than i could ever even imagine Uh, i'm sure travis feels the same way so uh we appreciate you guys follow us on soundcloud follow us on twitter um interact with us on the social medias and we will see you guys next week yeah have a good week guys see you again peace peace